The following podcast contains strong language, like bum and poo and willy. I'm recording this with my head in a defrosting fridge. It's the Grumpy Old Queercast! With my back... I always misread the phrase incident hotline as indecent hotline. It's very annoying. Keep that in there. And hello, hello, hello. We were recording. Hello! (laughs) (laughs) And if you had just missed that... You see, you see, I'm the editor, so you better be nice to me on this podcast, otherwise that's staying in, as seedy as it sounds. You can keep it in wherever you like. <laughs> well, if it boosts yeah, listeners, uh, why the heck not? Our <laughs> <laughs> listeners should know us by now. We are filthy bitches. Yep. Yep. Pure filth with a side of snark and, and snark. judgment. Oh no, the judgment and snark, uh, snark we leave to you. We just do pure unadulterated filth. Oh, I don't know. I'm fairly snarky. I yep. have a good sideline in that. I'll side your line. I'll line your side. I'm lying on my side right now. Acoustic. That's what she said. <laughs> Literally. Um, okay. So... <laughs> Let's get started. Um, so, shall we introduce ourselves, as we always forget, till like five years into the podcast to do it? Yes, yes. Uh, I am Ruth, and uh, over here to my left, with her head resting on my boob, is Rachel. Hello! That's why she's echoey more than me. And, and... over in delightful sunny Coventry, we have Paul. And I do not have my head or anything else on Ruth's boobs. My boobs are not so big they will reach from Lancaster to Coventry. Well, They won't even reach to the other side of the room. Oh, I like them. (laughs) So, yes, we are the grumpy old queer cast. And we're here to be grumpy and queer. And, yeah. That's us. We're we're going to infect your ears. Mm. Buy our merch, by the way. Yeah. The the Emperor's new merch that I still haven't done. Really need to get on that. We should. (sighs) But there we go. So, yes. Um, What has made us grumpy this week? Rach, do you want to start? Um, Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so, I have a little bit of an issue about going to the hairdressers. It hasn't happened this time, thank goodness, but I always end up being wound up just beforehand in case it does happen. Um, as a lady who likes ladies and who also prefers a shorter hairstyle, I have noticed a kind of sort of microaggression from people who, whenever I get my hair done, whether it's at the hairdressers themselves or people afterwards, they go, oh, that's a bit short or that's very drastic when it's no different from how it was before. It's just, I don't know, slightly 
a slightly different bit has been lopped off and this just makes no sense to me whatsoever because I've seen ladies of my mum's age or um I don't know, maybe a bit younger, so we're talking like people in their 40s, people in their 50s, with this exact same hairstyle, and yet nobody ever says to them, ooh, that's a bit short. Nobody says it about Dame Judi Dench, do they? Exactly. So I don't know whether it's informed by the fact that I'm gay, and they think, ooh, you don't want to look like a lesbian. It just really gets to me. I I don't understand what their problem is. Now, because this is an audio podcast, can I just point out for the listeners at home that Rachel's hair is best described as Hugh Grant circa four weddings and a funeral. It's floppy, curly. In in fact, Justin Trudeau is probably modelling Rachel's hairstyle right now. So it's not like it's a buzz cut or anything. Mm. And even if it was, so what? I, I just don't be, see why people feel they have the right to comment on, on a hairstyle that I am perfectly happy with and is not different from anything that I've had before. I just find it really strange and unpleasant. You see, some guys get it about their facial hair as well. Paul, you, you mm. have a wonderful beard. Do you have a stick for your beard? I, I, I have. I have got stick for my beard in you know previous workplaces where oh it's not professional I'm like it is my beard doing my job no i'm doing my job and i like facial hair fuck off do do you type with your beard no because that would be just banging my face on the keyboard um <laughs> Yeah, it's it is absolutely ridiculous. And having gender assigned haircuts or age assigned haircuts yes. is really fucking ridiculous. But it's all too common that going to the hairdressers is the bit that causes trauma for LGBT plus people. Oh god, it so does. We are so lucky. We have finally found a hairdresser that doesn't argue with us she uh gives you uh, she knows we're gay so you don't have to do the pronoun game when talking about your partner mm. when you do the the small talk um she's cool and i'm like yes you do a great job and because uh, and because you're nice to us here's a generous tip yeah but it so i'm in a few lgbt groups on facebook and a couple of Discord servers as well. And one question that comes up fairly regularly is, does anyone know a hairdresser that's LGBT-friendly? Or trans-friendly specifically comes up as well. Because trans people get misgendered Mm -hmm. or get flack for going in and having a hairstyle that people doesn't think works with their preconception of how they should be. It's like, is it your fucking hair? Exactly. Oh. I I just think we need... Heteronormativity. Yes. Heteronormative hairstyle. It's my body, it's my hair. Yep. Heteronormative hairstyles can fuck off. As can the patriarchy. Yep, yep. But not my patriarchy, because he's nice. That's my dad. He's lovely. Okay. 
but he's not the entire patriarchy, so no. we, we would allow him to remain. Yeah. Patriarchy in general, I am against, but my dad's yeah. lovely, and he, yeah. uh, you know, he's the kind of guy who cries at musicals, so tells you everything. Mm. Yes. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that is, it is bullshit, and I'm sorry you had to go through that, Rach. It's all right. Well, she she didn't this time. So, like the past two times yeah. since we found our wonderful hairdresser, please God don't let her go on maternity leave or anything like that or leave the country, because she's brilliant. Like accepting, it, it's yeah. so just a nice feeling, being accepted yeah. as who you are. I did have one actually say to me once. This was years ago. Ooh, you don't want that. You look like a lesbian. And I didn't speak to them for the entire haircut. I just glared at them and I didn't give them a tip. So I hope they yeah. felt thoroughly uncomfortable because I certainly did. So yeah, I haven't actually been to a hairdresser's surprisingly, as I'm balding, in quite some time. I just have clippers that I do my hair with. So you don't have to do any agonising small talk. I don't. Although sometimes I do do the agonising small talk just with myself. Which was like, you're going on your holidays, Paul? Yeah. So where do you work? What are you doing this weekend? Yeah. I just do that on my my own just so it seems a bit like a haircut. Or, you know, I use the set, you know, when I'm clippering the dog as well because he (laughs) needs fur cuts. Um, I do actually do the agonising small talk at him. (laughs) Seriously, he just looks over at me like, what the fuck are you doing? Do you then offer him the hot towel? <laughs> yes, but that's just because it's called the towel game. Yeah. So the way that we've managed to get Red to enjoy baths and things like that is when he gets out and we're drying him, we treat it like a game. So, you know, <laughs> dumping it on him, him running, not really running around, but getting lots of fuss. So he doesn't like the bath bit. And the look on his face when I am bathing him is hey, just a... He, he looks so sad and just along the lines of, this demeans us both. <laughs> oh. Bless him. Um, so he doesn't like the bath bit, but he does like the being dried because he thinks it's getting lots of fuss. Do you just dry him with a towel or do you blow dry? Oh, just with a towel. Don't do blow drying. He doesn't like loud noises particularly. Um, the funny bit is, though, now whenever I carry towels around the house, you know, like from one room to another or when they're drying or things like that, I don't just randomly parade around going, I've got a towel! Parade Um, the towels! Why not? I know. I'm missing out. I actually think I am. I might have to do that one day. But anyway, uh, the red now, if I go in holding a towel. He thinks I'm going to dry him after a bath. So he does the bouncy, bouncy, happy dog thing. I'm like, no, but now I'm going to have to. (laughs) Dogs just make life better. (laughs) So, it it seems a bad thing to ask you what you're grumpy about this week. (laughs) Ooh, am I grumpy. Go on, be grumpy. (laughs) <sighs> oh, that's better. LGB motherfucking bollocking cunting alliance uh, is now 
a mother fucking charity. Asperger's. Oh, <sighs> seriously. I mean, just what? Where did they get anyone from? that? They're anyone good. that's listening, if you like the LGB Alliance or what they stand for, fuck off. Stop listening. We're not for you. This ain't for you. <sighs> there was a petition but, yeah, and no, everything. We'll... I signed it. Yeah, I've signed a petition as well. Me through. And I'm sending letters to MPs and also to the Charity Commission, basically going, what the fuck? I have no... It's... Yeah, they... They are just a vile bunch of nasty, vile fuckers that are trans-exclusionary, biphobic as well. Their rhetoric is a, actually erases bi people, but they call themselves the LGB alliance. I don't know what B is for. Yeah. Lesbian gay bastard alive. Oh. So, so mad. Because people are going to see that, and people who aren't educated, and they will think that they actually do speak for this. Yeah. And that they do good and that they should give them money. Yeah. And they do no good. They should not get any money. In fact, they should. No. They should just not be a fucking thing. They are like the worst people on Mumsnet. Yeah. Just oh. They just stir up hate and division and blame trans people for them doing it. And it trans people are just trying to live their lives. Trans yeah. people are just trying to go to the toilet. Or go to school or, or even pl- uh, play sport games. Sport games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, play, that, trying that to play those sport games <laughs> with those ball things. Well, those round things. Um, do you play it with a bat? The only game yeah. that Ruth played at school was lacrosse. This is the kind of thing we're talking about. It's Mallory <laughs> Towers type stuff. More uh, like Centrinians. The, the, but then again, you've got the <laughs> dyspraxic on the team. I... I they made me play badminton at school. <laughs> oh, dear. And, yeah, I just crouched down, waving the bat. <laughs> it's not even a bat, is it? Is it a bat? What's the thing? The racket. Kind of waving it, hoping. And one thing that always... The one time at PE where I did well in cricket, I, I was... They're doing the thing with the trying to, with the ball trying to throw it at the person with the bat, um, and I got told off for being dyspraxic. It's not because fair. I adjusted my aim because I kind of was like, okay, if I throw, and I was like, well, hang on. When I was throwing at him, I kind of almost hit that tree and there's kind of another tree kind of similar angle the other side maybe if i aim at that tree i will hit the person 
Yeah. Well, not hit the person. You're not supposed but, you know. to hit the person, though. That's a body ball. Apparently, that's well, you're, you're you're trying to throw it at them so they can bat it away. I don't know. It's sport. Anyway, I got told off because I wasn't looking at the person. Mm. And I was like, well, of course I'm not going to look at him. I can't hit him if I'm looking at him. <laughs> but if I look at that tree, I can hit him. <laughs> I once hit a cricket ball into my own eye. It was How? painful. I had a black eye for weeks. Oh. Wait, look. Uh, I, I must admit, though, I was very good at defence in lacrosse. I couldn't actually, uh, you know, lob the ball or anything because I'm visually impaired, no depth perception whatsoever. Trying to lob a ball into like a little pocket on a, the end of a stick. However, to tackle, all you have to do is run up to somebody and just waft your stick in front of their face and try and knock the the ball out of their stick, which they are trying to. Uh, protect by holding it right in their front of their face and yet people then complain when trying to tackle them you hit them in the face with a stick this is why sport's stupid oh and of course we uh, had uh, extra things to worry about because we did our sports in the park at the back of our school so several times in the summer game, summer when you played rounders, your ball would be uh, picked up by a passing dog. And then you had to rule whether that person was out because the, 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 uh, the dog had, had uh, taken the ball or whether you would count it as a rounder. I love it when dogs steal balls. I used to do it, do it all the time. It's hilarious. Just join in random football games. Or you'd get guy, uh, guys uh, with a pillion passengers on a moped speeding through the middle of your pitch. Uh, okay. And um, flashes. But, we had flashes yeah. as well. Okay. Uh, we tried to Back recruit on. them as cheerleaders. Okay. Back on subject. Sorry. Yeah. LGB yeah. Alliance are cunts. Yeah. <laughs> I think we agreed on that. Yeah. There's not much more we can say, but cunting, cunting, pissing, wank, shank bastards. Yeah. It's like, wow. seriously, they are so fucking vile. I mean, they even came after, oh, I think it's the editor of Pink News, Ben Cohen. Yeah. Um, Who this week has come out as having MS. Yeah. And has been saying that, you know, accessible toilets need to be accessible for everyone. Exactly. Because sometimes he needs a catheter. So he can't go into a normal toilet to do what you need to do with catheters and stuff. Yeah. I don't I'm not entirely sure what needs to be done with that, but you need a he needs an accessible toilet. Um and people, you know, kind of the LGB Alliance have been having a go at him for weaponising his MS in defence of trans people being able to access accessible spaces. I'm like, seriously, fuck off. Yeah. And you should not be a motherfucking charity. Agreed. Well, can I tell you what I've been annoyed with this week? You can. Adverts. Not just any old adverts, not the ones on the TV and the radio. But, you know, when you opt for the non-tailored ads, because for some reason the tailored ads were asking how much I wanted to be cremated for in Bexley Heath, and I've never been to Bexley Heath. <laughs> I then got okay. a fuck ton of adverts about earwax 
tonsil stones, and toenail fungus. Now, toenail fungus I've never had a problem with, uh, nor have I ever had a problem with earwax, but it's not its not earwax like you've ever seen in your life. It's like a pair of... The advert is like a pair of tweezers with what appears to be a dead hamster on the end. A dead hamster that's been sort of like burnt in a candle for a few minutes. Or a really bad crunching. Oh, dear. <laughs> You know the worst thing about this? What? Well, we're, we're, we're recording this. Our phones are nearby. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> They're off. going to be listening to us. Oh, God! <sighs> and why so, the hell do it? If I'm now going to get adverts for earwax and toenail that. Sorry! Yes. And, and it's, it, <laughs> it's like a toenail that nobody's ever seen before. It's like a toenail that looks like it's been taken off an Egyptian mummy from the British Museum. Or Godzilla. <laughs> Seriously, I've seen um, Viking toenails. I think they're Viking. They may have been Anglo-Saxon. But either way, in Lancaster City Museum, there are some green um, toenails that were found in a coffin that they dug up in, in a place that's now like a, a nice area. But... <laughs> Not due to, and it's not called Toenailville, but it will Toenail be. Toenail Street. <laughs> After the gentrification, yeah, the gentrification of <laughs> But I had those fossilized toenails are in better nick than the ones on those adverts. Oh dear. You see, Facebook adverts are, they're basically my kryptonite. My other half has told me I'm not allowed to buy things from them anymore. <laughs> Because I am the person that did it. You can click on it and say, I've already purchased this. Yeah, but seriously, it's like late night. If an advert comes up for a doohickey or a gadget that looks vaguely good mm. and isn't too expensive. Then I start Googling it. I, I, Yeah, I don't do that. I'm, I'm the person that will go, ooh, that looks like I could do things with that. I could stamp labels on blah blah blah. blah, blah. So yeah, I I before we've spent forty odd pounds on the world's smallest digital colour printer that can print <laughs> on any surface. And laminators. Oh yeah, I didn't I didn't get I didn't get any. It did they didn't even send the fucking thing. Boom. They sent literally a stamp. Rude. Yeah. And then when I complained to PayPal, because I paid through PayPal, um, PayPal didn't uphold the complaint because the other fuckers had a certificate saying, well, we've sent it. Like, it's literally a stamp. Like a craft stamp. Yeah, I wish between we, that, that, that and that's the false advertising, and the advertising standards yeah. do apply even to mm. PayPal Facebook, stuff. Uh, no, not PayPal to face to social media adverts. So you yeah. do have a right to complain to the regulator. Yeah, I will do. Well, this was ages ago, so I might. I don't know if I'll even be in time, but yes, I am the fool that does kind of go. Ooh, I'll buy that, or ooh, I'm going to. Oh, I really shouldn't be allowed to order anything past midnight. Because I do order some fucking crap. Are you just like an advert gremlin? A little bit. I think I am. 
He orders things after midnight. Yeah. Adverts after midnight. And I, I, yeah. Even though I have, you know, I am proud of one thing that I ordered this week after midnight. Um, so I ordered bamboo butt wipes. Yay! As long as they're not reusable. I, this, this is another they're one of the re- first. Reusable re- toilet wipes. Yeah, yeah they're, they're not, not reusable. It. It's just, it's bamboo toilet bowl, but I am now going to be incredibly smug when I'm wiping my arse. Oh. Because. I'm saving the planet by using bamboo toilet. You wipes. should have told you, you should have told uh, told this earlier because you know we've been using bamboo toilet paper for the past twelve months. We could have given you like money off. Oh, well, I'll use that for the next one I got. Okay. I did it through Amazon, but yeah. Um. So yes, but yeah, evil adverts are evil. Ones that I also hate are the really repetitive ones you get on the YouTube videos. Yes. What, and what kind of the, which ones especially? Oh, the Google helping you shop local with da 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 da. Things have changed. Now I like a cup of tea outside and meh 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 meh. Fuck off. I've seen the advert repeatedly. I don't care. I've never seen this advert. I've ign- I've just ignored it. Yeah. It's the oh I hate them, or the um the one that I really hate is a documentary about Jimmy Savile. Oh, oh. having to see his horrible pedo face—it's like no one should have to look at that. Ugh. Well, it's like that, and I'm going, oh he was say he was saying stuff that we should have listened to, and I'm like, I don't care. I do not want to see an advert for a documentary about that person. Some think you would want to see it as well. That's what I don't get. Yeah, I have no idea, but it kept popping up. So in the end, I just did the um. This is not appropriate. Fuck off. Well, I keep getting this advert. It's sort to make sense because it ties in with my other interests. Mm. I keep getting this advert for this dating game called Obey Me, which is just like a you've got to choose between various kind of sort of smug, hunky anime guys who are princes of this and that, or vampires or whatever. Oh, God. It just seems to be in front of absolutely everything I watch ever. And you know how, if you have a longer video, you get more adverts. They don't Mm -hmm. even mix it up. You just have this damn advert for something I'm never going to play. Just popping up continually, and it's like I am not interested in this game. Sod off! I don't really play games anyway, but I wouldn't play Mm. some random dating game with cartoon men. It makes no sense to me. (sighs) Oh, yeah, and it's the annoying thing where it's like you can skip the advert in five seconds, or the other adverts where the video will carry on after the advert. What really gets me though is when they put the break, the ad break in the middle of the clip. Yeah, that's what we were just saying. Mm-hmm. Right in the middle there. I don't mind it if it's at the beginning and it's on for like five seconds and then you just click skip ad. That's absolutely fine. But what, or even worse, when you're trying to watch certain independent TV um, catch up mm-hmm. ads like uh, ITV Player, Channel 5, you know, My 5 or whatever it's called, yeah. and. 
you have to watch six adverts mm-hmm. per break. And then it buffers. <clears throat> you, your show doesn't play. So you have to stop the app, restart it, go back oh, in. Yeah, another six months effort. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is what's happening at the moment while I'm trying to watch stuff on Channel 4. It's doing my nutting. And then when you try to sort of rewind because you missed something, for some reason the screen goes all black and you can't see anything. And you can hear the the show has started, mm. people are talking, but you can't see what they're doing and it's infuriating. Oh. You know what? There is this thing you can buy called a DVD. Just Me? saying. A DVD? Oh, no, no. Exactly. <laughs> I don't even... Actually, no, I have got something I could play DVDs on. DVDs and Blu-rays. My old Xbox. But my new Xbox doesn't have a um optical drive. Boo. So I'm like... We have our ancient... Is it a PS3 or PS4? Yeah, PS3. PS3 player. Yeah. I can't remember the last time we actually watched anything on it. Doesn't matter, it's there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got my... The reason why I've kept my old Xbox is... Or Xbox One S, Sugar, Plum, whatever Banana. it's called. Um, so I've got, I've got it still, because if I want to watch any of the... DVDs or Blu-rays that I have accumulated over my long life. I can do. Yeah, that's that's why we've got the, the PS3 still. Mm. I mean, I think if I were to go for a games console now, I don't know if it would if I'd still go for PlayStation or whether I'd go for Xbox. Mm. But I, what I really miss are consoles where you've only got like four buttons to worry about. Ah, uh, yeah, no, it's moved on now from that. Oh, dear. And speaking of moving on... <laughs> yes. That's a segue. Did you, did you see what I did there? Yeah. Oh, Very impressive. I know. It's like the proudest moment of that moment. Um, so, what are we going to talk about next? Well, let's talk about Northern Ireland. I mean, okay, Northern Ireland, on the downside, they've got uh, a lot of violence and things going on fire at the minute. However, they were the first part of the UK to ban LGBT conversion therapy. Woohoo! So good on you. Now sort the rest of your lives out. Seriously, who, who would have thought that Northern Ireland would be the first place to do that. Exactly. See, I don't get it, because Theresa May has been was going on about this back in 2018. I mean, admittedly, there's been a pandemic and so on in the way. We but, had Brexit and a pandemic. Yeah, but Northern no. Ireland haven't pushed it to onto the back burner, so I don't see why we should either. Well, you know, Theresa May kind of got stabbed in the back by a certain um, gimp shit mm. called John Boris Johnson and the rest of the party. Um, so the new the new Prime Minister doesn't seem to care and seems to want to go to allow, you know, let let's ban it, but still still allow a religious exemption. 
so that you can go and be prayed over if you want to be prayed about. And it's like the churches are going, okay, so what about churches? There are some good ones, not many granted. Um, Are going, okay, we promise we'll stop electrocuting them and putting them in ice baths and hitting them over the head with the Bible. But we're still going to pray over them and we're still going to encourage their family to send them elsewhere and withdraw support and generally be nasty to them till they start being lovely, straight, normal people because that's how everyone should be. Is that okay? We said we'd stop electrocuting them. Yeah, fuck off. It's it's so wrong. So wrong. It really is. Conversion therapy. There is no excuse for the government not to whack a bill through. Speaking of bills being whacked through. Oh god, have you seen what's going on in America at the minute? Uh, Which particular dumpster fire were we talking about? There are several of them. Yeah, so hard to choose. I mean, Tennessee... Uh, they're putting through a bill, which may get passed uh, since it goes live in July, that they won't be able to have any um, books or pamphlets or anything that makes out that LGBT plus life is normal or acceptable in any way. So basically Section 28, and look what a generation of fucked up Britons that raised up. Oh, Yep. Yeah. So there's that. Um, you've also got the the law that now enables uh, schools to go peering at kids' genitals to see if they're trans or not. Yeah, there's that. There's uh, banning um, little trans girls from joining female sports teams. I just think it's such... I, I, I'm speechless at it. I'm I'm that angry. Yeah. I I just oh. It's just that the ignorance and the fucking hatred. Yeah. These people do just hate us. They just and they don't even know us personally. It's they like don't okay, know what, what has they... a gay person ever done to you? What has a trans person ever done to you? Well, nothing. I've never met one, but I don't like them. Well, how do you know unless you've actually met somebody and you know got to know them, walked them yeah. well in their shoes? They're like, I don't understand it. I don't understand Pythagoras's theorem. It's still a thing. I don't understand DIY okay. garden centers, but you know what? They're a thing. I just. It it astounds me that they hate that much that they waste their time coming up with these laws, then trying to enact them, then fighting for them to stay live because there'll be court fights over it. And they hate us that much. They've got that much energy. It just makes me weep. It really does. And it and 
they're in a worse state than we are with the pandemic. It's like, get your priorities straight. Clear up the mess that was made by Trump. Sort out Corona and do something useful. Don't go persecuting trans people. Yeah, they're just... They're vile. They are just vile, vile human beings. And they don't understand LGBT people. Fine, talk to us. Engage in conversation. Learn a bit about our lives and our communities. Jesus says gay is bad. No, he doesn't. He never said anything of the sort. Exactly. It's just, oh. And these are the people that are supposedly Christian. Well, yeah, you've got two Jews here. Like, what you say about mm. <laughs> Christians? <laughs> I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to offend anybody. But oh. <laughs> the amount of shit oh. we've had, even in our lifetime, from Christians over the years, you don't want to know. Yeah, the first Lancaster Pride back when I lived in Lancaster. You know what? A bunch of Christians came up and protested it. Wankers. And I was part of the um, St. Martin's College, which was a university, but called a college, um, LGBT um, society at the time. Um, And I just got a text message from one of the officers basically going, Christian homophobes in in the square... Um, SOS. At which point I got dressed and went down to counter-protest. But I had to waste my time. Counter-protesting a bunch of fucking idiots. Last one, two years ago, there were effing turfs standing on the town hall steps. Which is terrible, because it was such a nice party atmosphere. There were LGBTQ people with their families. I'd gone with a lovely load of colleagues. It was great. It was carnival. We were wigging out to Wigfield in the sunshine. And yeah. But it's not one thing as another. There's always going to be somebody getting their nappy in a whatever. Not. Yeah. Yeah. Getting their nappy in a bunch. Fucking duh. <sighs> okay. So... so- Rachel's been watching some TV this week. Um, yes, mm. I decided as part of my sort of lockdown, but not quite, that I was going to revisit some of the LGBT classics of yesteryear. So after we discussed Queer as Folk last time, I thought I would give it another watch to see whether it stands up to the test of time. And mm-hmm. it does kind of but there are some cases where it's incredibly dated i mean i already kind of mouthed off about the Stuart and nathan storyline so i'm not going to do that again but oh feel free <laughs> I, I, I i love this bit <laughs> but it's just i i, the, the, I just wish that there could have been more women in it i know it's a predominantly gay show um, but I just still find it grating that in what was otherwise a groundbreaking series, that the women are just there as um, 
to have, just to have a baby and yeah the, Lisa has a personality at least but there's another gay couple that are there another lesbian couple and I swear to god they appear in every single scene that Romy and Lisa are in and why that there's no reason for them to be there like they've got they this have no dialogue they're just yeah, silent lesbians they have this strange lesbian coven and they've all got kind of like similar <laughs> haircuts as if you couldn't tell that they like were, Nikki Wade from Bad Girls they were lesbians without yeah. these haircuts and I don't understand how they even came to know Stuart in the first place because he hates them. He makes such nasty remarks about them all the time. And that's another thing I hate about Stuart. I mean, there are many, but I hate the fact he is obviously so lesbophobic. And you find yourself wondering, is he actually genuinely gay or does he just hate women because he just... He's always like, ooh, it's a bit lesbian in here. Or, ooh, I bet they all line up and drink her breast milk and gross stuff like that. And nobody ever calls him up on it. Nobody ever's like, Stuart, that's out of order. What the hell are you saying? You're like, Stuart, fuck off your dick. And, And yet we're all meant to buy this kind of idea that he's this amazing paragon of gay masculinity. And I, I just don't get it and I, I never understood how he was meant to be better looking than Vince either that do you think he's better looking than Vince god no both of them are ugly <laughs> yeah I prefer and... Nathan personally, yeah, I like Nathan but... and I like Cameron mm. it's just oh, I, mean, it, I do love the period peace touches which obviously wouldn't have been intentional at the time but the fact that they have kind of like dial up modem and everybody's clothes and just strange mm. things that people do that they don't do anymore like um, having a pin board that's covered in pictures of Stuart and so on this is what we had before Facebook dears this is pin yep. interest or what, however you say that. I'm never sure. Analog Pinterest. Oh, Pinterest. <laughs> yes, yeah. people had actual kind of court balls that they put pictures on. I yes. did. I I had a pin board that had uh, tickets from films that I'd gone and seen and enjoyed. Um, posters of men who I thought was particularly cute. Um, and randomly I can't remember yeah I will continue the Queer as Folk rewatch and will be Mm. tweeting about it undoubtedly to everybody's annoyance and so um yeah, and um, I'm I'm getting up to obviously episode three, which is the big game changer, which is when Russell. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it, but when Russell T Davies does a very Russell T Davies type thing, Daleks. <laughs> yeah, Daleks appear yeah. on Canal Street, and the Master, <laughs> <laughs> played by Chris uh, Eccleston, <laughs> who might have been Stuart, but he wasn't available, and he thought somebody younger should be him. And I have to say, I have to agree. Yeah. No. But yeah, that's my findings about Queer as Folk. And um, in future episodes, uh, I guess I'll be talking about some lesbian shows. I'll see what I watch and I'll let you know. Ooh, sounds fun. So what else have we got? today? Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, we've just passed Shakespeare's birthday proposed death day as well, April the Mm -hmm. 23rd, St. George's Day. So uh, let's talk about queerness in Shakespeare, because there's a hell of a lot of it, given that they reckoned that Shakespeare was bi, 
seeing as the bulk of the sonnets were addressed to a young man known as the Fair Lord, while the later sonnets were written to a, a woman called the Dark Lady, and apparently there seems to have been some kind of backstabby three-way relationship between them. Ooh. And the Dark Lady was actually, the, the, the pictures of the Dark Lady, it was a very um, female-presenting young man. Really? No. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, they reckon the dark lady was this uh, fella that you like. Okay, well, I'll have to dig into that a little bit deeper. No, no mm. digging him up. <laughs> You'll get us banned from Stratford. I want to go back to the RSC. So, what are your favourite queer moments from Shakespeare? Twelfth Night. Has to be. Partly because you've got Viola, she gets shipwrecked, she gets separated from her brother Sebastian. So she goes, you know what? I've heard I could get work uh, as uh, a servant to this Duke Orsino. So she disguises herself and thinks, whoa, this Duke Orsino is a bit of all right. But Duke Orsino is in love with the fair Olivia, who uh, doesn't want to be wooed by Orsino. And is kind of like taking her grief a little bit too far. Because she's just lost her uh, brother and recently a father as well and she's like no i'm not going to see anybody i'm just going to become a nun sort of thing uh only orsino says well i've, I've not had any luck how about um, cesario who is viola in disguise as a servant boy how about you go see her so viola goes along preach it has this amazing scene where she's just wooing olivia and we're like, because <laughs> hey, it's a fit young actress in breeches wooing uh, a milf to be in a dress, and um, it get, it gets from there, and, and and you know, there's locks aplenty. Surprise, surprise! Olivia falls head over heels with Viola, and there's this strange bisexual love triangle, which is only resolved by um, can we spoil Shakespeare? It's only been a couple of hundred years. <laughs> okay, it's only resolved by um Sebastian, um Viola's brother turning up. Not he's not. No, 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 no. Wait, I, I, I haven't seen this one. Oh no. Okay. Right. We won't. Uh, get, no, we won't it's, give it away. I, but there's one point no, where Olivia is really thinking. I, I'm, I'm joking, darling. Oh, okay. I actually took you seriously then. Don't do that. <laughs> I know. I know. Gullible's not in the dictionary, etc. Is it? <laughs> Anyway, um, so yeah, there is bisexual. Oh yeah, and um, on the gentleman side of things, um, Sebastian has a friend called Antonio, and Antonio it clearly is in love with Sebastian because he risks getting arrested just to protect Sebastian. And you're just thinking, Daddy and Twink vibes, Daddy and Twink vibes. I know. I don't <laughs> know what it is about these twins, but they seem to inspire same-sex attraction wherever they go and it's similar to one experience i had when i went shopping with my brother in mns in manchester <laughs> seriously we both got checked out by men and women it was like what what the hell's going on there because you're hot well you are anyway your brother doesn't do it for well, me yeah you know, that that's we, we are the same person <laughs> but with different color schemes oh 
Talking of other lesbian things in Shakespeare, um, something I'm very fond of, although admittedly it's on the tragic side of the fence, is the relationship in Othello between Amelia and Desdemona, because Amelia is... That's Iago's missus. Yeah, unhappily married to Iago. She is the only person that's aware of what an utter dick he is, although not quite to the extent that he kind of goes around deliberately trying to murder people. And um, she is obviously quite taken with Desdemona because um, she's working as her sort of lady-in-waiting and so on. And um, they they have this terrific scene, which is just basically them gossiping and talking about their husbands and just men in general. And depending on the way the actress plays it, but also from the text itself, I think it's clear that Amelia has very strong feelings for her. And the fact that in the very end, when Yargo's plot is exposed, she would rather die than let people think that Desdemona was a whore or say anything bad about her. And that she, yeah, she... She just completely rips apart Yago's plot and talks about how great Desdemona she, was. She asks to be laid next to her, Desdemona as she, as she dies. She, her love for Desdemona is greater than the fear of death. So uh, I think that makes her probably the most amazing female character in, in Shakespeare mm. plays. I love her. And that's a, a really touching moment. It's one of the greatest examples of love. Certainly greater than Othello's for Desdemona, if you ask me. So... That's another lesbian well, yeah, moment. Well, to be fair, true love does not involve smothering your other half with a pillow. <laughs> it unless not. they ask for it. But no. Yes. Even then, it's never um, a safe word. Yes. <laughs> so, do you have any favourite adaptations of queer Shakespeare plays? Oh, it would have to be The Twelfth Night um, with Olivia, uh, played by Helena Bonham Carter. Mel Smith plays Toby Belch, uh, Richard E. Grant is Andrew Aguecheek, and the late great gay actor uh, Nigel Hawthorne is the best Malvolio ever. He is amazing. I particularly love the scene where he finds the letter and he starts grabbing this statue's bum and getting really carried away. Uh, terrific stuff. And yeah, the lesbionics are just played up for all it's worth it, and it's astounding. Um, so, what are your thoughts on do, 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 a Midsummer Night's Dream? Is there any gay in that? I, I'm himboing this whole conversation. Um, not that I'm a that I would get from the text. Um, there is a little bit. Um, this is probably me kind of seeing everything with rose tinted mm. glasses. But until they start fighting about blokes. Helena and Hermia's relationship is described in very sort of schoolgirl lesbian type terms when they're talking about mm. how they spent all their days together and were like two cherries or something. I can't remember the exact words. But even more to the point, um, Titania, because um, the, the main um, friction between Titania and Oberon is the fact that she won't give him this Indian boy that she's acquired from somebody who she used to love dearly she she had a, a serving maid um who was this child's mother and she she um and this woman obviously were really really close and that's why she will not give him the kid because he's her only remaining link to this woman and she refuses absolutely outright because it would be betraying the love that she felt for the kid's mum so 
those are two lesbianic things going on there. And I guess there's Hippolyta as well, although she's marrying Theseus, she's clearly not very happy about it. And she's an Amazon, and um, everybody already always kind Wonder of ins- yeah insinuated that the Amazons, seeing as they were after all a kind of female warrior mm. race, were all lesbians. So you could see gayness there. Not yeah. much for the men, though. I don't think. Yeah, to be fair, what I'm that so- is in an adaptation. Um, so my favourite Shakespeare adaptation is Were the World Mine, Ooh, which yeah. is a gay version of A Midsummer Night's Dream. Ooh. So basically, the central point of the um, of the film is uh, it's set at a private school, you know, closeted gay teenager gets cast in A Midsummer Night's Dream, um, and then the storyline from Midsummer Night's Dream actually starts playing out. Okay. But he turns the whole, the whole of the rugby team and the rest of his school incredibly queer. Okay, but the entire school turns queer. You see, we yep. want this to, this film to get out. What if the government start thinking they can bring back Section Twenty Eight? <laughs> so do they all have like the love juice on their eyes, and they all wake oh, up yeah. or something? Yeah, love juice on their eyes, and but the thing that I love about it is includes bits from the original text in Ooh. songs oh, because nice. it's a musical one as well. Um, so yeah. It's which I love, and there is a bit from one of the title song of it, which is um, yes, my ear should catch your voice, my eye your eye, my tongue should catch your tongue's sweet melody, my tongue your tongue were the world mine. Wow! I just love that, that's... and that is based. That's actually some of the text from Midsummer Night's Dream as well. That's true. Can I tell you the worst version I've ever seen of The Midsummer Night's Dream? Was it the one that was acted by Celine Dion? What your cat? No. Yeah. Um she she did a she did she did a version. Some people say it was awful and it was just her licking her own butthole <laughs> for 10 minutes. Um but she did it in uh, I think pentameter. She did and I think she managed to really capture the spirit of bottom. <laughs> Can I just say though, uh, I won't yeah. go into the details of it, but it's called mm. A Midsummer Night's Cream. Uh... And it's not set in a dairy. <laughs> Is it some. It's Shakespeare porn. They are quite oh, they are quite loyal to the text. I will give them that. However, Shakespeare porn. Me thought I was enamoured of an ass. Mm, nice ass. Okay. Oh, oh. Nomi, you're a... oh god, have I killed the conversation stone dead now? Sorry about that. No, it it it's fine. It's Shakespeare porn that I was kind of tripping over. It's fine. <laughs> we will recover somehow. Oh. Um but yes, no, the worst ever. Adaptation is obviously um, Romeo and Juliet with the fetus in it. There's a fetus in it? I think he was yeah. Leonardo. Uh, yes. Even though 
it does have the Desiree song that I love, which came what out like, of that. Oh, that is... No, um, I'm kissing you. Oh yes, that one, yeah. And it's called. Is... Yes, which I do love as well. Got a good sound. So that, that that there are some good bits to it, but seriously. And that song by the Cardigans, loveful. <sighs> yeah, which is now in my head. So God you don't it. like it because of the fetal piglet. I just, I like Romeo and Juliet, but I just do not get, I don't get it. I think the problem is, it's modern day, but they're still speaking Shakespeare. Yeah. And that, that is a bit too jarring for me. I don't know why, but it is. But I do love that Shakespeare is so motherfucking queer. Yeah. It really is. You just have to. We're going to have an interesting episode. It really is. <laughs> I think we've got enough now. It's all over the place. It's eclectic but fun. It's eclectic but fun. The annoying thing is, I actually haven't got. While we've been. Do- when we're recording, normally there's a bit where I'm going, yeah, I'll be able to cut this out if I need to cut down for time. There's not much that I'm go that I can recall going, hmm. That we can definitely cut out, so gonna be fun to edit. <laughs> it's just a classic. That's what it is. It's just an immediate it's longer, it's longer. work of art. Mm-hmm. I think we better say goodbye then. Yep. See ya. Love ya. Bye. Miss ya. Those sausages well, in the fridge are calling to me. I need to make my dinner. <laughs> Well, to be fair, I need to make my dinner as well. Mm. Seriously, when you when you messaged, I was like, oh, fuck, it's eight o'clock already. I thought it was six. I'd spent too long doing fucking art earlier. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, three from three hungry queers to all of you, good night. Good night. Enjoy your dinners. And we'll be back again in two weeks to infect your ears again. Earwax. Oh, not the earwax. <laughs> Bye. Bye.